0: We are rolling. Rolling. Friday in the garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wolf. Yeah, we have a kickstart. The last kickstart for April. No more. Yeah, four- that went by fast, right? No more. No more. Four twenty after this. Oh, what well,
1: There'll be a, a four twenty next year.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least it, one. It, it's just a date. We have been recording so much and just trying to shove a whole bunch of movies in, and there's a lot still to come. Um, and we took a little bit of a break from doing the nineties stuff and put Solorado out last week. I think it turned out pretty good. I, I, I was listening to it back after re- editing it. I'm like, man, it's probably, I think it's probably the, the most fun I've had talking about a movie since we started doing this.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It was tough to cover though. Cause it's so, there's just, it's so dense and so many, you know, we could have talked for four hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I thought it was going to be a little more melancholy than it was. Fortunately, we kind of like had it out ahead of time. Not had it out, but we we talked about it ahead of time. I, I think if we had tried to record that the day after we knew about Brian Denny, he's passing, that we probably would have maybe dwelled on it a little bit too much.
1: Oh yeah, man. Yeah, we didn't. I'm 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 happy that we didn't uh, turn it into a eulogy for you know, Brian, cause it's certainly wasn't that. And that's not the spirit of the movie. No or the
0: spirit of the old West. No. Uh, no, we, I, I listened to it after I recorded just to make sure that there was no bumps or clicks or whatever. And we had a, we were using clean feed again last, and like we have been like the last dozen or not dozen, maybe eight or nine that we've done. And, uh, we took some serious digital hits last weekend. So I had to cut around it. So it took me a little bit longer to put together. You might even hear, a couple of those hits still, but I had to leave them in there cause you get the gist of what was being said. And it was important that if I took it out, you wouldn't, it would ruin like a three or four minute portion of our, of our conversation. So I'm like, that's not worth taking out. So, but there were some weird ones where I really, I, I think because, because it goes through Chrome, there's a certain point where the buffer gets too big and it's either your, your internet connection or my internet connection or the combination of the two just kind of gets stupid but I got to think a lot of people are using this service right now during all this lockdown that we're all in. Oh, I'm sure. Because of the podcast creation has increased like 50 fold from what I understand. And what easier way of doing this, this is literally the zoom version of, for podcasting. Meaning you record on this, you download it and put some music at the head and tail and you put it up. You don't have to really do anything to it.
1: Right. Yeah, man. I've been invited to f- five zoom meetings in the last like, week and i'm just like no thank
0: you (laughs) i haven't done one zoom meeting in fact the only zoom meetings i've been involved in were just me being a visitor and watching television show reunions like last week the cast from chuck got back together for do a big zoom table read which i thought that was really cool i was a big fan of the show still a big fan of the show and you're seeing a little bit of that here and there Uh, conan o'brien's been doing that consistently uh since he brought the show to YouTube and, and just been doing lots of interviews and bits that way. It was, it's been that's been really fun, but no, I haven't been involved in any Zoom meetings in any official capacity with anything. So it's anyone when I was even before all this, i never really got involved with in Fox. Just kind of like, just give me the details later, <laughs>
1: right? Isn't the isn't the Hollywood Squares the original Zoom? It is. I mean, kind of.
0: Yeah, and then Brady Bunch stole from that. Yeah, right for sure. <laughs> Zoom and then Zoom stole from both. Yeah, I usually lead these silly ass things. So why don't you go ahead and kick it off and and what you got this week for our kickstart?
1: Well, you know, one of the things I was going to, what I, you know, what I discovered a couple of days ago was that my friend Zach Knutson, his uh, documentary on the Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Bar and Grill, very famous rock and roll bar in Los Angeles, has been released on Prime. Uh, you, if you may be familiar with Zach, he directed Milius, Uh, The awesome John Milius uh, documentary from 2015, 2014, you know, five, maybe five years ago. Uh, Fantastic. If you haven't seen that, check it out. But um, if you are a fan of the rock and roll scene in the, from the mid seventies to the mid to late nineties, you really should check out the rainbow doc. It's really well done. Uh, Zach did a fantastic job. I mean, I, I can't say enough of, uh, you know, I, I wish it were, I wish it was longer. I wish it was twice as long as it is because I was enjoying the shit out of it. You know, you get interviews with Mickey Dolans, Alita Ford, Ron Jeremy, Wendy Dio, who's Ronnie James Dio's widow, uh, contains the last interview with Lemmy, if I'm not mistaken, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, the names just go on and on and on. And if you grew up or if you went to the rainbow during this time period, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so, I mean, that's what kind of what I'm pitching out to people this week, something new, if you're looking for something to stream that you might not know about, might not have thought about, didn't know existed, there you go. And, you know, if you want, you could just double that up and stream the Milius uh, documentary, either probably before or after, it doesn't matter. Because uh, if you watch Milius, you're just going to want to watch the rainbow. And if you watch the rainbow, you're going to want to watch Milius. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm leading with. Um, you know, and if you're, then if you're really bored, you can throw on Supercon.
0: They're all there for your consumption. And if it's free for all you people that don't want to support people, <laughs> but right.
1: They are uh, uh, free on, uh, they, they all do have, well, I think that the rainbow is the only one that has a Blu-ray. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you want to pick them up, great. But if you want to sample them for free and see them, uh, they are all on prime and they're, uh, they're a good time, man. Especially the, uh, I'm, I enjoy this rainbow. I'm going to watch it again, at least maybe one more time this week, just because I was geeking out so hard that, you know, half the stuff I probably missed, you know, parts of the interviews, but uh, you know, I can't recommend it high enough. That's my, that's my week other than, you know, the same stuff I've been doing, watching movies, you know, going on outside. It's actually the sun has gotten awfully hot here in LA in the last Three days. It went from being 48 degrees to
0: being 85 degrees. Yeah. See, it's a little bit cooler here. It was fucking 90 all day. I was trying to edit yesterday and I had to keep leaving the room. i like, it's my studio is is a once it hits like around 12 31 o'clock during when it's hot like this. My four walls, well, two of my four walls, of my room have direct sunlight just beaten down on it. So when it's 90 degrees outside, it's bacon in here and the AC works for shit in here. So I, you know what that's like when your AC doesn't work. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Cause I don't have AC. So don't have yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what that's like. Hey, real quick. I just want to say one other thing, uh, something I did last Friday night, uh, Netflix and the Cleveland film commission, uh, they're, they're doing these, um, director, you know, cast and crew, uh, kind of Netflix viewing parties, right. uh, I did one for a film I worked on in Cleveland uh, in 2018 called The Last Summer. It was uh, put on by Netflix and the Cleveland Film Commission. Hashtag filmed in CLE, Netflix party. Uh, So we did The Last Summer. It was great. People, some of the cast and crew was on there and we all sort of watched the movie and were able to sort of type in. It was like a live kind of virtual commentary without people talking, you just have to look at everybody's type. You know, I just like to say, Hey to my peeps, all my buddies up in Cleveland. Um, I had a great time Cleveland film commission. You guys are the best. And, uh, there's my plug for the <laughs> film in Cleveland, Netflix party.
0: <laughs> and that movie is available on Netflix and has been for a bit of time.
1: Yeah. Since, uh, when, I guess it came out last summer sometime. What? Yeah. The last summer came out the last, last
0: summer. Wow. It's almost like they did it on purpose. Something like that. Like it was planned. <laughs> well, after watching Silverado last week and us talking about it, I was just like, who have I not visited in a long time? And since we mentioned Riggs and Murtaugh more than one time during Silverado conversation, I went back and started watching the Lethal Weapons again. And I watched the first and the second one. And I haven't delved back into the third one yet. It's third one's all right. But man, both Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2 I saw within a three-week period, for the first time, I saw Lethal Weapon. I, I kind of overlooked it. I missed it in the theater. But I saw it three weeks before Lethal Weapon 2 came out in the theater. So I I so when I, once I fell in love with Lethal Weapon, I, I didn't have to wait very long. I didn't have to wait two years for, <laughs> for the sequel. It was right there. So it was kind of like having it was a nice experience watching 1 and 2. And I know them so well. But here's something I didn't discover until I started diving through the IMDb trivia. The actress that plays Amanda Hunsaker, and she does the jump for, for a certain portion of it out of frame when she comes down, right? That slow-mo shot. Right. That is her. Wow. And here's something I didn't know. This is the key thing. Well, how could that be her? Those cars and street where I painted air mattress. Ha! Wow. How old is that movie? 33 years old. I never knew that. Well, uh, So even when I watched it again, I'm like, just like, just as her, her back ends about, they hit the mattress. That's when they make the cut and show that wide shot of the car. And I was like, come on, 30, 40 times I've seen that movie. Right. Me too. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Even rewinded a bunch of times. I'm like, what? And it's on Netflix right now. They're both on there. And I think three, I think the whole series might be on Netflix right now. Perfect timing too, because it's fun to go back and watch these. And again, Mel Gibson's been on my head a little bit. Watch after watching Dragged again, just thinking about the, the jump from those days of of, Lee, of playing Martin Riggs and the jump to him playing in Dragged Across Concrete. It's weird to just look at the jump and not think about the the great stuff and the nuttiness in between. <laughs> the man, here's the, the bottom line: is the guy's a solid film director. He's never called. I've never seen him just. Pull a Bruce Willis and just phone a performance in. Nope. And no regards to how you feel about dragged. He's so damn good in it. And um, what's so fun about the second Lethal Weapon is you get to see Nutty Martin Riggs, but you also get to see him dead serious. I'm pulling my my cap down and I'm gonna grab my rifle, Martin Riggs. Oh yeah. He's the most balanced performance of the series but he's so great in the first movie. Ah, Lethal Weapon 2, man. It is that rarity where you get a movie that's close to being an equal to the, to the original. Well,
1: you know what I say, Coy. I always like a good number two.
0: You do like a good number two. And we've talked about <laughs> Lethal Weapon 2. We, we've we, we're still got a plan to do a whole month full of number twos. Well, I'm going to
1: propose this to you right now Kay. since we're talking about Mel Gibson and Richard Donner and all things awesome. How about we cover Maverick?
0: There is another movie that, I thought about after we seriously last night, while I was kind of wrapping up the Silverado episode, I thought, you know what? I called, I didn't call you out, but I said name some movies that have that come out since then that don't kind of fit the bill. Right. That don't, that are, that are deserving of the kind of attention. Right. And as it turns out, I forgot about Maverick completely and Maverick is pretty freaking great. Oh, it's yeah. It's
1: a, it's a lot of fun. That movie.
0: And you can't go wrong either with Mel and, you know, Jodie Foster's okay, but it's really, it's it's about Jim Garner and, and Mel Gibson together. It's just so good. Alfred Molina, and of course, the awesome, Oh gosh, James Coburn.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's hidden. There's a lot of hidden treasures in it. And I feel like it's one of those movies, uh, not unlike Celarada, that we're going to go back and cover and we're going to totally geek out on.
0: Yeah. It's funny too, because we've talked about Dick Donner movies and everything, but I always forget about this movie. And this is something he did right after Dick Donner did right after Lethal Weapon 3. And anyway, I mean, like right after almost to the point, I think they might've been in post when they started shooting Maverick. Initially that Jodie Foster it was a weird that was a weird casting decision too. I mean, she only did one other movie after Silence of the Lambs before she did this. So it was Summersby. <laughs> what? <laughs> was that the one? Maybe. Yeah, right after this is when she did Home for the Holidays as a director. So it's interesting kind of seeing that pat too. But yeah, dude, Maverick. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Gosh, who's got that right now? Nobody. It's a rent or yeah,
1: buy. It's a rent or buy. I think I have a DVD. I think I still have my DVD of it. I, I'm sure it's out in my garage somewhere. Uh, but I don't know. You know, it's just food for thought. Uh, I was thinking of, because we had had that conversation um, about, you know, what Westerns had come out since Silverado. Feel like until the, we, well, it hit me the other day. I was like, oh, going through Westerns. But when you were just talking about Lethal Weapon and we, we had talked about our love of lethal weather, but why we're not covering it. Uh, It just hit me just now. Like, fuck dude, we should just do Maverick.
0: Yeah. It's still available on Blu-ray. I didn't think it was. It's a multi-format one. So it's one of those old school ones from a 2011 release, whatever. It's in my cart.
1: (laughs) Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to scour through my stuff. And if it's not there, I'll, I'll figure out how to don't worry about it. I'll figure out how to do it. I feel like it might be on Hulu. Something to uh, look forward to.
0: Also I have got a copy of The Gentleman. Uh-huh. I haven't watched it yet but I just I 100% trust your uh, your rating on it and your endorsement on it so I and again I am a massive rock and roller fan and a lot of people have told me even aside from you that this is like that kind of movie, that kind of return to form from the thing that Guy Ritchie sells in.
1: Yeah, man, totally. I kept waiting for Gerard Butler and you know, Tom Hardy. I kept waiting for all those guys to show up because it's the same world. And it just seems like these guys from the gentlemen know those guys from rock and roll. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) I I, mean, dude, you're going to, I'm envious that I can't watch it again for the first time. I'm going to stop. So you don't have to edit too much.
0: We're swimming in time here. This is going to be a shorter episode than my episode with Joey. Yeah, Joey's episode's going to be a combination of Predator and Last Action Era. He's surprisingly good on the microphone. I, I was concerned he wasn't going to talk very much. Right. But no, he, he says ums and uhs and you knows a lot less than I do, which says a lot.
1: I, yeah, I kind of am curious. I'd love to hear the predator um, episode. Cause I, I remember when I saw predator, I was 17. So, and I know what kind of kid I was. And if I'd have seen that at like 13, I would have been fucking over the moon and I would have been, you wouldn't have been able to shut me up. I would have had so many questions and so many, like I would have kept talking about the moment where the Indian guy steps out on the log and kills himself <laughs> or whatever he's doing. I would have had millions of questions and yeah. That, I, so I, I'm looking forward to hearing it as well.
0: But it was great because watching, looking over, and seeing his face while he's watching the movie, I'm like, ah, oh, see, that's that's all I wanted to him just to vibe on the stuff that I. I mean, granted, he's four years young, well, three years younger than I was when the movie came out. Well, four years, he just was locked into it. He, I feel like a lot of that generation of kids that are coming up, you know, Joey's generation, when I talk to them about movies, I feel like they have a. There's, they're coming up in the superhero generation and, and I'm, I enjoy those movies a lot, but I don't like them by default. You, you have to still win me over. I'll go see them, but you, you can't just shit on a plate and give it to me and say, there's your steak. I'm going to, I need to know it's, I, I have to judge for myself. He is so into that side of things. And you know, it's a little bit of that is, you know, trying to impress his dad, not impress, but you know, to click with his dad, Yeah,
1: man, for sure.
0: Um, like when we watch better off dead last year, he liked it, but it goes, dad, this is super cringy. He's not just saying things that, to, to, uh, that are going to appeal to me. He's sharing his true opinion about, uh, about how he feels about something we're watching. And that's all I wanted to do. I want him to develop his own tastes. And like as much as my tastes are rooted in my father and with things that he showed me, I discovered over the years that my own shape, i own taste that shaped into something that he doesn't particularly care for, <laughs> He's not a big Quentin Tarantino fan. I guess to a lesser degree, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. Right. He's definitely changed over the years. I remember one time we were watching, there's something about Mary, and he got mad at me. He like, why are you showing us in front of your mom? <laughs> and I'm like, What?
1: Yeah, it's weird. My dad kind of did the same thing. He went from the guy who showed me faces of death when I was like 12 to being a guy who would watch nothing but like the Wizards of Waverly Place and other weird <laughs> Disney shows and kind of, you know, the guy I watched all these boxing. He took me to he took me to the George Foreman Jerry Cooney fight in Vegas when I for my 20th birthday to a guy who had no interest in watching guys hit each other anymore. But I mean, I guess maybe that just happens as you get, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's funny. I guess it just happens weirdly enough. And you're like, what? Who are you, dude? <laughs> yeah.
0: We're getting older, you know? I I guess in turn, so do did, so did other people. And it's just, that's an adjustment too. You know, with Joe showing him movies and everything, I've, as I've said on the show before, I don't necessarily put, you know, ages on when I think you should watch something based around, the content itself. I just, I don't want him to get too far ahead of himself and, and see the really great stuff before he sees the really good stuff. And, and I, he needs to kind of build up to it and not be, cause his expert, he's going to have a lot fewer movies that are on his favorites list. If he sees all the amazing stuff first, there's lots of really good stuff in between that is worth watching. You kind of, kind of have to build and baby steps, but he he's finding him. He's asking me about, Hey, can we watch this? Hey, can we watch this? So he's, he's doing his own, investigation, his own uh, research into what came out uh, uh, with the same filmmakers involved as things that we've already watched. Right. I would say right now, if he had a, if he were to say out a favorite filmmaker, it's probably Edgar, Wright. Who? <laughs> oh, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Yes. Are oh, you, you being I'm an? Sure. ass Are you just being an ass? No,
1: no. I I was like, it just took me a moment. Like, my, oh. you know, I'm not firing at all synapses. I haven't had a lot of coffee today, Corey. I've had any yet. Like, I just had to put it together. I had to say it out loud. Edgar, oh, Edgar Wright. Yes. I didn't mean it like, who's that? Yeah. No, um, yes.
0: Joey and I have seen, we watched Sean twice, we've watched Hot Fuzz a couple of times. Um, we haven't watched A World's End. There's some stuff in there. I'm sure I got to watch it again to kind of remind myself. Baby Driver. The thing about Baby Driver is I didn't want to kind of, we watched it once together and I said, I wanted him just to experience the movie because it's a really, really, really fun movie. But, you know, I'm not a big Kevin Spacey fan. Who? But, you know, <laughs> there, there you go.
1: Now I'm saying it yes, smart assed. Yes.
0: You know, the thing about Edgar is, yeah it's definitely a certain flavor and uh scott pilgrim too when we watched scott pilgrim oh my gosh we finally got around to watching that and his mind was just exploding because what 13 year old's not going to love a movie about video games and he's and then having real life kind of sprinkled with that kind of surreal surreal video game droppings inside of it it's, it's just that movie's so good but yeah, I think that's probably the one movie, or the one filmmaker that he's seen the most of.
1: Right. Well, it's cool because he's also tracking people. You know, that's awesome that he's like learning visual style. Like you can't, you can't see an Edgar Wright movie and be like, doesn't matter. I mean, he definitely has visual language. So that's cool, man. Yeah, I think I think maybe John McTiernan.
0: Might be runner up into as of a director he's seen the most movies of because let me
1: know what was his reaction. Let me know his reaction when you show him
0: 13th Warrior and Basic. Basic's next on my list. I... <laughs> it's it better be <laughs> not for him, he's not ready for that yet.
1: No, I was kidding.
0: Oh. Um, <laughs> but he got he got Die Hard, Predator, and and uh, Last Action Hero, yeah, so. for
1: sure. All good ones. You should show him Nomads. Also, I have Hunt for Ron October. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I somebody just posted it and I was like, Oh God, that kind of made me want to watch it. I haven't seen it for ages. Yeah. I always forget. It's McTiernan.
0: Yeah. And that one, that one kind of snuck in. That was, that was a late release because that was supposed to have been out in 89 and it got pushed to a March release for night in 1990, which was weird. It's surprising that the movie did so well considering it was a March release. I mean, yeah, totally. It did 200 mil domestic. Pretty amazing. By the way, that's on sling TV for October. Wow. Look at that. There, the one other thing that I, I wanted to point out is like we've talked a lot about how influential Prince was on our youth and everything. And his music has always been something that's stood out to me. As I mean, the guy put out so much stuff, and just because it wasn't a hit, a mainstream hit, doesn't mean it wasn't amazing. And he had a lot of work like that. So, <clears throat> CBS last week on the 21st, ran a salute to Prince called let's go crazy the Grammy salute to Prince where they had a whole bunch of musical artists that would get up there and they perform different songs and it's so good and if you have if you you missed it it's still available you can watch it on CBS all access it's got Foo Fighters it's got this one to me was amazing this one I was so happy they did this Uh, but John Legend uh, back Foo Fighters did a couple of songs um, Sheila E, of course, and people that were voting. The time, uh, if I remember, did something. But what was amazing was the revolution played. Oh wow! But Wendy sang lead, and they did. They covered Mountains, which is like, oh my gosh, dude it was so good. Now, what's funny is about Foo. They did a couple of songs. They did Pop Life and Darling Nikki. But they had done Darling Nikki on television before. They did a thing on MTV years ago. Remember when MTV did their their music awards or where they uh, had satellite locations for live performances, like at the palms and uh, different things like that. And w- this one year they performed the palms fooded and they did darling Nikki. And I'm like, I, I, when I first heard about this show being put together in January, I'm like, Oh man, I swear they probably do darling Nikki. So I wasn't surprised when they did it, but I was surprised they did a second song, but they did a lot of music from around the world in a day. You know, well, they should. it's his best album. It is. Oh, I don't think it's his best. For me, album. it
1: is. I. It's the one I like. It's the one I listen to the most for me. I, it's like, I, every song on it is pretty amazing.
0: But you look at that timeline from 1989 through, gosh, when did it stop? It didn't really until like after Batman.
1: 2016, April 21st. Stop that. Don't do that, dude.
0: That's when it stopped. I know when it stopped, but I mean like. No, his, I mean, that's it, when it
1: stopped being amazing like it's all Oh the, no i know i know bad. that
0: but but i mean from when he had that track record between 1999 the movie and the the, the 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 album not that not the year <laughs> so
1: oh that, i don't know I man it went through the mid 90s all the way up to like right. probably through diamonds and pearls
0: through it, And diamonds and pearls was considered a comeback record Comeback from what that's what i mean but that's I mean, what i mean the mainstream wise is considered a comeback record it's but, that's kind of ridiculous oh, i don't disagree <laughs> Anyway, again, CBS All Access. If you don't have it, it might be available on DVR. If you're still one of those uh, guys that haven't, one of those people haven't done any cable cutting yet, it's right there, available to you on CBS All Access. If you don't subscribe to it, just get a free pass for a week and watch it, and watch a bunch of other stuff. Watch. Oh, I'll well, go to add to that. Watch Picard while you're at it too. Oh yeah, it keeps popping
1: up underneath. I keep, I keep thinking about it because I'm, a, you know, you know, you know how much I love Star Trek.
0: It is awesome it's awesome in the way that it's just you're it's just joyous seeing patrick seward just you know you know that you remember in um you remember how he was in generations uh in the movie generations where you know you see him you think you know they all die and everything but he's sitting there just that chill that chill guy that's on living in his own, what the hell was the what was it what was the what were they calling it the when he gets Sucked into the
1: Yeah, not the Borg, but I gotta what was it? Uh
0: that he just stuck on that. He, he they hit that, that. first contact. That's the is it
1: first con no, not sorry. You didn't say first contact. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, you yeah, said generations.
0: Generations. That's yeah, that was their bridge between the old school movies and the right. next generation. Um but the him, last one was Shatner. Yeah. And it was just them kind of chilling on Earth, and it's all like well the perceived earth, and it's just horseback and no tech and all that stuff. And it was that low key performance from Patrick Stewart and that, that portion of the movie, that's him as this Picard. He's just, yeah, he's an old man in in real life. And he's an old man in the movie, in the show. And he just kind of just takes it in. Patrick Stewart's awesome. You know, if you want to get an extreme example of him in the last several years, watch green room and then watch this (laughs) because Picard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or even watch Logan. Yeah,
0: dude. (sighs) You want to cry. Logan is brutal. He's super excited that you know, I, like when Steve Merchant shows up in, in Logan. Oh my god, dude, I was like the best. But Patrick Stewart got jacked for recognition for his performance in that movie. I, I don't even think he got a SAGNOM and I he really deserved it because he was so good.
1: Yeah. Uh you know, but again, that shows you what awards
0: shows now. Yeah. <laughs> even the spirit awards used to be fun.
1: Yeah, then now they're just well, they're all kind of it's like you're watching the same show all the time. That's the it's it's hard to distinguish
0: one from the next. It's Grammy's light. It's no point. Bueno. Yeah. It's
1: like a it's like a reality show. You know, they all have the same format and they you know, they break in the same commercial. It's like, okay, there's a formula here. Yeah. People will watch for this long before they have to get up and go to the bathroom. So <laughs> here's where we here's where we go to a point where no one cares about. That's where they give away gonna stop right there.
0: That sounds good. But check it out. Picard. I think I just threw like five things at you. You got a lot to watch.
1: Yeah. I'm going to check out Picard. I am going to check out Picard because it keeps popping up and I've watched uh, the original Star Trek. I was watching it again last night. (laughs) It's like I put on a very fantastic episode right before I went to sleep. Uh, So I should, you know, it's funny is, okay, I'm going to throw this out too. I'm a fan of Enterprise, the uh, Scott Bakula one um which i think is streaming somewhere but again you know if that's something you missed when it was out 20 years ago check it out not bad
0: enterprises on netflix
1: yes that's where i saw it right
0: because that's that's where i watched star trek the first one and for that matter it's on hulu that's weird right whoa it totally is
1: well so is star trek is on hulu netflix and amazon prime
0: the original uh well no i mean i'm talking about the bacula one yeah, I know it's weird that it's on. All, that's weird. Usually, the one or the other has, and not two. Or heck, if it's on Prime, also, then I'm pretty sure it's on CBS All Access too. So, if you're already there, <laughs> you're covered. Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
1: CBS All Access is. I'm going to get an some Picard this weekend. I think now that I've got an endorsement, I'm just waiting for somebody to tell my brother. My brother loved it, but uh, my brother is kind of unbiased. Uh, When it comes to Star Trek, I'm kind of more of a purist. Like, I really enjoy the first one and then other ones to a lesser degree. But uh, he said Picard was the thing. So I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it's
0: nice, too, at this point, too, because the the last episode of the season premiered on March 25th. So you could go in there and literally binge, just roll right through. But, yeah, dude, I think you're going to dig. I think you're going to dig it. Cool. If you don't get sucked in the first 10 minutes of the first episode, then it probably isn't going to grab you. There's also, a. have you seen, there's
1: a Deep Space Nine documentary that uh, popped out last summer, which is now available for streaming. I have not seen it yet, um, but I hear about it because it keeps popping up on Shout TV every time they go to a commercial or every other time. If it's oh. not the NXS documentary, it's the Deep Space Nine. What We
0: Left Behind?
1: Yes, that's the one.
0: Yeah, it is available on Tubi, our friends at Tubi. Hey, Tubi. Yeah, I don't think it's anywhere else right now.
1: Okay, well, there you go. I mean, if you're if that's your thing, check it out on Tubi.
0: Tubi. Tubi or not Tubi.
1: So, I mean, there's some stuff to check out, right? You know, there, we, I, there is stuff to check out. Lots of stuff. Even, even in a lockdown. If the weather would have stayed nasty, I mean, I haven't been watching as much like during the day as right. I usually have just because I've been able to go outside because it's it's decent weather outside and I don't feel like I'm going to catch, catch my death of cold outside, but right now it's 90 and windy. It's even better. That's perfect for people with allergies.
0: Yeah. All day yesterday. I'm so glad we didn't record yesterday. Cause I mean, I still kind of have a little residual going on right now, but man, I sound terrible. I woke up yesterday. I'm like, uh I haven't had a great week with my voice. So it's been lots of uh, hot tea and lemon honey too.
1: All nature's things,
0: man. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's it for the last kickstart of April 2020. Wow. I, it's so weird to think that the next time you hear from us, it's May. I know, right? Well, I'm um, well, next new episode record because yeah, we have what do we have coming up this week? We have shit. What do we have coming up? Was it Mark for Death?
1: We have Mark for Death. It's Mark for Students Death.
0: That shit hasn't been edited yet. <laughs> We have Steven Seagal,
1: uh, and then and then, or do we have? Uh, I thought we did we do do we have Point of No Return first uh, on the seventh?
0: Let me look at my. Oh no, I thought no. we
1: I thought we talked about Point of No Return first. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, we did. that's the this Point of No Returns the seventh, but we still have the thirtieth oh, left. Oh God, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. See, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, that's last. okay. Yeah, because I, I threw all those
0: erased my memory. Of I I threw all those dates at April. you yesterday. <laughs> Here's all these dates, damn it. All nope. these freaking days. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Culp or the official at Karate Pod or on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp.
1: If you'd like to follow Freddie, you can follow me at Raven Shattuck on Twitter or Rock and Roller 33 on your Instagram or at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. I'm Tom. coming for you, Cody.
0: Tom Cody. Oh, Tom, Tom, Tom Cody. Cody.
1: <laughs> all right, man. I'll see you. All right.